Hello, I'm Wayne, and this is my Iron Maiden podcast, sponsored by Viscount Biscuits, minty chocolatey discs for the discerning snacker. I'm now on side two of the Killers album, which means I'm on the song Killers, which is track seven on the Killers album. Now you may have realised from this introduction that Killers is the name of this song, and it's also the name of the album that I'm covering. Therefore, it's the title track of the album, and it's very important. You may remember that the title track on the last album was Iron Maiden, which is the name of the song I covered on the album that it's on, but it's also the name of the band, so it's even more special. So you'd think that the song Iron Maiden is more important, but I will argue that the song Killers is better than the song Iron Maiden. Now, I've had some feedback, but I haven't had much feedback about the last couple of songs, which were Genghis Khan and Innocent Exile. I've not had as much feedback, and that's okay, because it probably means that I was correct in everything I said, and it's not worth arguing with me. However, I had a lot of people interested in the fact that Trevor blurted out about a Christmas special that was coming. Now, I was a bit disappointed that he revealed this, because that's six months away. But anyway, some people still got a bit excited or confused or even annoyed about this fact. Here are some examples. I had Roland asking if the Christmas special would have us doing like a live opening of presents. And he said that he hopes Trevor doesn't buy me a Paul Daniels magic set. Now I think Roland's making a joke here based on comments on previous episodes when I got a Paul Daniels magic set in 1986 or 1987, I forget now. Now that might be funny to mention it again, bring back those memories, but I would point out that if they are sold in the shops today, it's quite disrespectful to make money out of a deceased legendary magician. Uh, Almost an insult to his legacy. Um, So I think the joke backfired a bit. I had a comment from Faye Lucas who said, would the Christmas broadcast be on Christmas Day? Because that's a Friday. And of course, my podcast normally comes out on a Tuesday. Well, as I said last week, I haven't really planned that far ahead, but I don't anticipate changing the day of release just to fit in around Christmas. And much as I appreciate the support I've had, I'm not vain enough to think that people will stop what they're doing on Christmas and listen to my podcast. I can't see that happening. What what if your mum's not happy and she wants to listen to the Queen's speech or... She, she's she's cooking your dinner or something. She, she's not going to want to listen to to this. I'm not. I don't think that will happen. And neither does someone called Gunch, who, who sent quite a rude message, which just said Christmas special question mark. And he didn't say question mark. He just that he just put that punctuation after it. He said, "I'll be surprised if the show is still going in six months." Now, it could be that Gunch doesn't know how to use Twitter and just thought he'd run out of characters. But of course, they have added the number of characters now. So we could have carried on with that sentence, um, which probably said something like, in the current format, because it'll be even better then. Maybe maybe that's what we meant, but just click submit by mistake. Anyway, the song Killers is what I'm talking about this week. And straight away, it's exciting. It starts with an open hi-hat, and then this amazing introduction, this sort of building guitar, this sort of... I don't know, just just rumbling, I don't know the word. I think I probably said lots of words there that are correct, but maybe I should have picked one of them. 
Um, but yeah, I think the sound of this intro is very good and possibly should be in a LucasAid advert. It's a good introduction if you're running for the bus or just down the street. And uh, I don't drive, but it's like the sort of thing you'd have as a good soundtrack while you're driving down the motorway. And I can imagine listening to this when I used to play computer games like Outrun and uh, Pole Position. So yeah, driving games. So it'd be good to, to have this on in the background. After about a minute, it then kicks in um, with that sort of classic sound that we all know. There's a few yowls from Paul Diano, which give it an extra edge. Um, and it actually makes sense when it kicks in. The intro and the actual song are quite similar, unlike Murders in the Room Morgue, where the introduction is quite different to the main song. I'd say Killers is a very popular Iron Maiden song. When I saw Iron Maiden in 1988, at the Birmingham NEC. I was surprised that they played it live. They hadn't played it on the previous tours. I mean, this was the Seventh Son tour, wasn't it? Seventh tour of the Seventh Tour, which eventually was shown on Maiden England. So, yeah, they, they didn't play Killers on previous tours. And uh, this was, I think, the first time Bruce Dickinson had performed it live on this tour. So I don't know why they brought it back in for this. Uh, maybe they felt that it fitted in with the concept of the album and the, and the stage show. I don't know. Now, with Bruce Dickinson singing it, you can hear differences. His yowl at the start of the song is quite raspy on this performance, and this is almost a hint of how he might sound on the next album, No Prayer for the Dying, where his voice was a bit more, as I said, raspy or throaty. I noticed that he throws his microphone stand up in the air a few times, and he claps, and uh, also later in the song, he rolls his R when he, when he sings the word wrath. Paul Diana wouldn't have done any of this. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, don't know how he'd feel about it. Now, I don't remember any of this happening on the night because it's quite a long time ago, but uh, it's quite clear in my mind because I watched the Made in England video 38 times before I went through puberty. I noticed that they last played Killers Live in 1999 on the Ed Hunter tour, and it was on that compilation album, so that makes sense. Now, on this version, there's actually some delays in Bruce's yowls. They're not as raspy in 1999, but it puts an effect on the vocal to make it a bit more dramatic. Um, and you can actually hear this because it was released uh, on the B-side or, or extra track on the Wicker Man CD single release. And if you listen to this, you, you'll see that this version is played quicker than the one on Made in England, which is quite strange because Adrian Smith you may remember, complained that they played songs too fast during that tour and it may even have been a reason why he left. Bearing this in mind, I think it's quite strange that they didn't play it on the Made in England World Tour in 2012 because they were sort of repeating that show, weren't they, from 1988? But Killers didn't make the set for some reason and uh, they haven't played it this century. So I wonder if it'll come back in fashion. I hope so, because I like it. So I mentioned Adrian Smith being upset about the song tempo during the tour of 1988. And we've seen that on this show, haven't we? When uh, he's been a bit upset about some of the feedback about his children's book that he's writing. And he had a break last week. So I suppose he could collect his thoughts and, and do a bit more writing. But luckily, he's back this week with a new chapter. Hi, I'm Adrian Smith. And I'm here to read another chapter from my children's book. Just because I've missed a couple of episodes, it doesn't mean I'm annoyed with the feedback, so please continue to send it. It'd be very useful. I still don't have a title, but I shall carry on reading anyway, and maybe we'll get the title together. Chapter 6. 
Adrian investigates. News of the disappearance of young Dennis Stratton had sent the village into a panic. Parents were keeping their children indoors, just in case there was some sort of prowler who was kidnapping children. Officer Riggs tried to calm the public down by addressing them at a village meeting, but he kept giggling while delivering the serious speech, which made people angrier. Old Mrs. Stratton could be seen walking the streets every night, looking for her son, holding a candle that illuminated her dried tears. I wish there was something I could do, said Adrian to himself. He saw old Mrs. Stratton pass by his house every night. He was missing his chums by being indoors, and felt sorry for Dave, who must be crying a lot under the watch of his stern father. Adrian had so many questions. How had Dennis gone missing? He rarely left the house, and never on his own. Was he taken by burglars, or was he accosted in the street while old Mrs. Stratton wasn't looking? Who would see someone's son and steal them? He wished he knew what Officer Riggs had found out. He decided he would sneak out of the house and try to speak to old Mrs. Stratton when she came by on her nightly search. Later that night, Adrian waited in some nearby shrubbery with his trusty fishing rod. As old Mrs. Stratton approached, he stood up. She saw him through the bushes, her mouth open wide. "'Who's there?' she shouted. "'It's me, Adrian,' the boy replied. "'Oh, yes, I remember you,' she said. "'You rescued our cat from up the tree a couple of chapters ago.' "'That's right,' said Adrian proudly. "'And I'd love to help you find Dennis. "'I love helping.' "'Well, I have been feeling down, depressed and lonely,' said old Mrs. Stratton. "'Perhaps you can come back for a chat.' Adrian jumped at the chance to find out more about this mystery. He walked with old Mrs. Stratton back to her house. Old Mrs. Stratton opened the door into a dimly lit hallway. The house smelt curiously of leather and stale pies. On the wall were photographs of Dennis and the cat. Their eyes seemed to follow Adrian as he walked into the lounge. The boy shuddered. "'Wait here and I'll get you an iced lemonade,' said old Mrs. Stratton. Adrian sat on the sofa. He felt sorry for old Mrs. Stratton, all alone in this big house, with nobody to talk to except a cat. "'So when did you know Dennis was missing?' asked Adrian, when old Mrs. Stratton returned. "'It was when he didn't come down for dinner last Wednesday,' she replied. "'I banged the dinner gong, and he didn't appear. I called up the stairs, and there was no answer. I went into his room, and there was nobody there.' "'Was the window open?' asked Adrian pleased with himself at this question. Perhaps he would be a detective when he was older. No, said old Mrs. Stratton, and her head suddenly began to get bigger. There was a dancing sausage in his bed, though, she said. Adrian felt a little queer and realised something strange was happening. The room started to swirl. Well then, said old Mrs. Stratton, as Adrian blacked out. At last, we have a suitable replacement for Dennis. Adrian awoke in a dark chamber. He had no idea where he was, or what time it was. He recalled how he had been speaking to old Mrs. Stratton. Adrian? He heard a voice. Emerging from the darkness was a head with no eyes. Adrian thought he was about to scream. Then, a pair of hands brushed away a fringe to reveal a full face. It was Dennis Stratton.
That was the latest instalment from Adrian Smith's book, so I hope you liked it. And if you're going to give feedback, try and bear in mind that it's quite sensitive and it might affect him reading in future. On the song Killers, the first line sets the scene straight away. You walk through the subway, his eyes burn a hole in your back. Now you can picture that, can't you? You're being followed. In this song, and this context, Subway isn't an underground railway station like the Tube or the Metro, because it's not set in those countries. And it isn't about a fast food chain where there's sandwiches on lots of strange bread. It's about a subway, which is, to me, an underground passage that links streets together for pedestrians, often under a roundabout. Now that might sound like I've got that out of a dictionary, but I haven't. That's based on my memory of some of the roundabouts that I used to like when I was growing up in Birmingham in the 1980s. I think my favourite roundabouts with subways were the Swan Roundabout in Yardley. Now this might not mean much to you if you're listening in other countries, and I do apologise, but I quite liked it. And I also liked the one at the top of Corporation Street in the city centre. This was by where Lewis's used to be, a, a department store. And uh, in those days, there were shops in the middle of it. You could go down through the subway and there were shops at the bottom. But they filled it in not so long ago. And it's now got a statue of Tony Hancock in there. He used to be labelled as comedy as well. Uh, a bit like this podcast. But he actually was a comedian uh, and, and was probably labelled correctly. I notice in this song that the killer in it is a he, but then it also changes to I. So, you know, like, like instead of talking about someone else, you're talking about me or himself, Portiano or whoever the character is. He says, my innocent victims. So this means that it's either from different points of view or it's about one person with a split personality. It seems that this person has no one. And he talks about voices again. We've had lots of songs about voices in heads. Uh, Another Life was one example. Sounds like this killer isn't a very nice person. He laughs as he watches you bleed. I remember when I stuck a wax crayon up my nose in class once because Caroline Blissett told me to. And I got a nosebleed. I remember that Mahmood the Penguin Khan laughed at this, but even though he laughed as he watched me bleed, I don't think he turned out to be a killer. There's a famous live version of Killers, with Paul Diano singing on it, and that's on the Live at the Rainbow VHS. This has got different lyrics, which is quite an exclusive, um, and it doesn't mention the word killer in the song, in those lyrics. But the song was always called Killers, and they obviously knew this was going to be the album title, so they must have rated this song very highly. Now, Paul Diano hasn't turned up recently, and uh, luckily I did speak to him about Killers last time we met in Ikea, so here's some footage from that previous meeting where he now talks a bit about Killers. Why are the different lyrics on the song Killers? Because we, we heard you on the shows uh, before the album came out singing different ones. Well, that's what happened, isn't it? With, when you write a song, you, you sort of play around with lyrics till you get them right. And we, uh, we played with those lyrics for, for quite some time. Um, I felt that it was a nice a- attitude to have in the song. I talked about ass being, being uh, the, the killers rather than a person so it was part of like being in a gang and, and that's how I felt about Iron Maiden at the time, I felt that they had that gang mentality, you know, we'd hang about after the show, have a good drink and yeah, it was like mates and I feel like looking at how they advanced after me, 
um, you know, when I've gone forward in time and had a look at what happened, I feel they've lost some of that. Uh, it's quite sad. Famously, I think it might have been a book you wrote, or you will write, it says something about the, the fact that you just came up with the, the lyrics five minutes before going on stage. What do you say to this? Well, that's, that's ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, it's just, uh, I don't know, maybe I, I used a ghost writer. I say used, I mean, that's for you, you know, it's in the past, isn't it? But maybe they misunderstood me and I related the tale to them, you know. It could be any reason, but I certainly wouldn't have said that to anyone and make up a story like that. Um, possibly when the ghostwriter was interviewing me, maybe I was eating gobstoppers and they just didn't hear me properly. I think um, the, the Live at the Rainbow video, that happened oh, a few months after we first played it. Uh, I think we, Yeah, I think we first played it at the Jill Hall in Lincoln. Um, yeah, I remember that show. It was quite, quite odd. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was good because the song went down well. First time we played it, that's always a good sign. But, uh, yeah, I think when I came off stage near the end, uh, I found these two Mars bars that it was, oh, it was, I don't know where they came from, but that was perfect timing. I just wolfed them down and, yeah, just, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, funny, funny what you remember when, when, you, when you think back, in it. Yeah. So hopefully you can tell from this podcast, this episode, that I like the song Killers. Uh, I think it rattles along nicely. It's got enough change in pace ac- across the song, but it generally has the same sort of urgency throughout it. There's mainly verses in it. There isn't really a chorus, but each line in those verse is sort of split in half. And even the verse itself is split in half. There's sort of two lines in one style and then two lines in another style. So I think it's very exciting. Halfway through, after two verses, there's a little breakdown and uh, then there's a section which starts with the lines I can see. Um, But after that, there's this amazing Dave Murray solo, which again, if you you watch it live on that video, um, you can sort of see how good it is. So as I said, this is epic centre, at the epicentre of the song. That's epic centre, at the epicentre. So I was quite pleased with that phrase, so hopefully I'll get some comments about that after my uh, line about more patisserie than cream tea. Found rather flat. There's a longer third verse after this breakdown, and then a repeat of the first verse at the end to sort of make it slightly symmetrical, which I quite like. So yeah, good song. I just mentioned Dave Murray's uh, guitar solo. So now it's time for... Dave Murray Fact of the Week. Hello. This week's Dave Murray Fact of the Week focuses on the fact that he's got the middle name Michael. Now Michael is actually the name of Nico McBrain. That's his real name. It's not Nico. He's called Michael. And he's the drummer after Clive Burr. When Dave and Nico first met, they didn't speak about this or laugh at the coincidence. In fact, it's possible that Dave Murray doesn't even know what Nico's real name is, even today. So join me next week for Dave Murray Fact of the Week. Okay, I think I'll give Trevor a ring now. Let's see if he's had any thoughts and perhaps got a poem for us this week. Hi, Wayne. All right, Trevor, how are things with you? Yeah, quite nice. I'm... Uh, enjoying the fact that the weather's slightly getting better and hopefully we can go out a bit more. I've uh, made some plans for July. Oh, right. What, what are you planning on doing? I thought I might go swimming. Oh, right. Well, um, I think that's yeah maybe a bit soon for that. I don't think any leisure centres or gyms will be opening soon. Um, so I'm not sure that'll be an option for you. 
Oh, I just meant down the park in the in the in the lake. I don't think you're allowed to do that. I think um, there's, there's signs up. You're not you're not supposed to do that. Well, I can do it when it's short, can't I? Okay, I, I'll just point out that um, I don't condone that sort of behaviour. If anyone's listening, anyone with children, um, I do apologise. That's uh, not an activity that we condone on this podcast. I'm, I'm sure Trevor's joking. I will go swimming. Um, right, anyway, Trevor, we're talking about Killers. Obviously, the title track of the album. What, what are your thoughts? I think it's good. I think it's got quite an interesting backstory with those original lyrics because it talks about London in them, doesn't it? And uh, I don't think it... There's not much mention of any sort of cities in Iron Maiden lyrics. To me, it's a, it's a perfect song to listen to when you're looking at the album cover. But I'll probably talk about that in the album review show if, if I get an extra slot on it. OK, now I think that's the third or fourth show that you've sort of requested this. And um, while it might be endearing to some listeners, I'm getting a bit fed up of it. And obviously you've also mentioned the Christmas special. So not that I believe you should be punished, but... I don't think you should assume that that the album review special is going to be the same as... I think, in fact, the only reason you were on extra last time was because you didn't do a poem for Prowler, so you got a sort of bonus feature. No, that's not right. I did Prowler as the poem, and then you invited me to do the top three songs. In fact, I was really pleased because I found some nice sound effects, and then you told me to stop playing them, so I do remember it very well. Yeah, well, OK, well, again, we'll we'll talk about this in between shows, and then we'll make sure, if I do have a similar format to the last album review show. Um, I'll make sure you know about it and we can follow a pattern. All right, Wayne. Anyway, I've got a poem. Do you want, do you want to hear it? Yeah. Uh, so, Killer's the theme. As I said last week, I hope it's not uh, anything too violent. OK, here's my poem. Killers don't deserve a poem, so I'll write one for my nan. With breath like palmer violets and skin like palmer ham. She always gives me lots of sweets and jars of homemade jam. She owns a lot of tabards. Okay, what what's the next line? No, that was it, Wayne. But the others, the other lines had a, a sort of rhyme at the end of it. Like I don't know if they were couplets or, or what you call them, but you had nan and ham and, and jam, and then it just ended with tabards. I don't think I know what a tabard is. Isn't that like some sort of apron? Well, maybe you should look in the dictionary. Right, I will. Okay, here we go. I'm, I'm now looking on online. I haven't got time to get my dictionary out and scroll through while I'm talking. Right, tabard, I'm, I'm looking on Google. A sleeveless jerkin consisting only of front and back pieces with a hole for the head. Sounds like some sort of torture. What's a jerkin? And, uh, sorry, I'm going to have to look at what jerkin is. I, th- I think, I vaguely remember having jerkins in role-playing games. They were like jackets for warriors. Oh, here we go. A man's short, close-fitting jacket. Uh, quite military in style. Although there's pictures of men with like ruffs and those funny collars from the 16th century. Yeah, yeah, nice. Don't think you can get them in the shops, though. Don't think Primark sell them. Maybe I'll ask Primark. Uh, anyway, sorry, I'm, 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 I realise I'm supposed to be talking about killers uh, and you're still on the phone, Trevor. Um, yeah, okay, well, thank you for the poem. Um, nice to hear about your nan. I, I better to have a poem about nice things than the theme of killers. Um, 
next week it'll be Prodigal Son. So, uh, yeah, a nice opportunity for some poems there. Yeah, okay, great. Thanks, Wayne. Bye. Right, well, if you've enjoyed the show, um, hopefully this isn't your first show, but uh, there's obviously lots to discover. I think I'm nearly at the 20th show, which will be next week. Plenty of old episodes to get your teeth into and uh, maybe listen to some insight about the band and a bit about my upbringing and memories. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Wayne Maiden. I'm also on Facebook. Uh, I'm also on Kofi. That's ko-fi.com forward slash wimp. And there's some extra features there. In fact, I mentioned Live at the Rainbow earlier, the video. I'm going to be doing a, a sort of special episode on that, which you'll only be able to access via Kofi. So that won't be coming on Apple or wherever you listen to it normally. So uh, it, it might do one day, but if you want to get access to it now, um, then uh, yeah, maybe check that out. Right, just some extra comments before I finish. Uh, some tweets and comments on social media. I've uh, had a message from Pogo who says that he's annoyed that I found out about Chalkboard, um, which could have been Hawklord, we're not sure. Uh, but anyway, he's annoyed about that because that was his favourite part of the show. Um, I'm, a, I'm a bit offended by that, that the, someone would have tuned in just to hear Hawklord's joke or comment or whatever it was. Um, when in fact there's, I would have hoped people tuning in for the insight or the exclusives from members of the band with their memories and comments or book readings. But fair enough, Pogo. I'm I'm sorry again that I've I've perhaps ruined the show for you. But as I said, I don't want anyone messing me about, and uh, hopefully that's the last we'll hear from that person. I've had a few people sending me photographs of Dave Murray looking a bit glum. And that follows on from uh, a few episodes ago where one of the facts of the week was about there are no pictures of Dave Murray um, where he's looking sad or angry. So, yeah, people have perhaps tried to prove me wrong here by sending me some pictures in. And um, that's all very well, but I've looked at them and I've got a feeling they might have been photoshopped. So I don't accept them. Right, that's Killers Done. A very important song. And, uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed the show. Next week we've got Prodigal Son, which is, um, I don't know, well, we'll find out next week what I think about it, but uh, quite a different song to Killers anyway. So, uh, yeah, play out with some classic Killers, and I'll hopefully see you next week. Bye-bye.